everybody. Really? We are here. We are back again. And we're going to talk about money. Um, but we're going to do a little twist to it. We talked about marriage and money. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, when you're bringing money together, diving deeper into it and different uh, mental, I guess, blockages that come right. about. Like, oh, it's my money. And all of those things. So now we're going to talk about it. When it comes to kids, so we have three different kids here with us, uh, but money is a very, 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 very important thing to understand. You never know what you may be faced with, as a lot of us are finding different ways to uh, get through the stay-at-home order. Work. So a lot of us are activating the creative, the creativity of our minds to find different and new sources of income. Uh, so the, the very, it's very, very important to understand money. And I thought we would uh, talk about it today, different lessons in which you can talk to your kids uh, and help them understand based upon their age. So that way, when they get older, they have a more complete, fully understanding of how to manage their money appropriately. So it doesn't hinder them from doing anything that they need to or want to do in their life. So the first, the first and major important thing I wanted to bring up some stats that I have, uh, I have used before in the Wilson Financial Podcast. First and foremost, there's been uh, 3.9 million foreclosures. That's a lot. In addition to the amount of money that's owed in student loan debt, it's over a trillion. And about 845 million across, our, uh, 845 billion across an entire uh, nation uh, that we owe in credit card debt. So I think that is pretty safe and pretty uh, transparently clear that <coughs> a lot of us as, as adults don't know how to use the money in which that we earn appropriately. I mean, it's okay to have debt. Effectively. Uh, appropriately, effectively, efficiently. But yeah. it, is, it is pretty safe to say I mean, if, if we're that deep in the hole, I mean, we're not really managing our money effectively. It is acceptable to have mortgage debt. It is acceptable to have car debt. But though even the car debt is makes sense to a certain extent, and depending on your income, depending on your situation, right. it doesn't make no sense for you to pay to be paying for a car for 30 years like you are your house because yeah. you keep getting new cars and getting new cars and all of that is not truly necessary for a lot of us. Some mm-hmm. it may be. And you know, you have some drivers that go across the you know, city yeah. in their cars because of whatever job that they have. And so they, they be putting, they be putting hundreds of thousands of miles on. Yeah. But for others that just work in the city, that don't, it really doesn't make any sense to be paying for that. So yeah. So it is very important that we take the time to understand now as parents, mm-hmm. as young adults, uh, even 18 year olds, even now, you never know when you might find your soulmate could be three years from now and you have your first child, you don't know. So it's best that you understand money now so you can pass down a good wealth of knowledge of how to efficiently utilize your earned income to achieve your financial goals. And with or and with like a lot of things in life. Gotta start them young. Have good habits start young. Yeah. That is that is very true. 
So the first thing that we have is um, H3 to 5, in which we have a uh, four-year-old. Right smack dab in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see, it says, you may have to wait to buy something you want, which sounds easy because most of the people who I'm sure are listening to this are not three to five. So it sounds easy. I wait, of course. But for the three to five year old, instant gratification is the thing. Yeah, microwave life. Yes, and it's like, but why do I have to wait? Their I'm hungry goes to I'm starving in a matter of seconds. The minute they see you are cooking, they are now starving to death. So yeah, having to wait to buy something is difficult, but that is a perfect time to teach them about saving. So yes. Uh, let's see. So that's one of the things I say to uh, Prince on. Do you have any money? No. Well, here's some money, but it doesn't. You don't have enough money for that, so you need to keep it until the next time you get money, so you can buy. It. So what I thought was interesting. Um, sorry interesting for this article because I say this all the time or I should say I would say this all the time and I you know tell the kids you go in the store we don't have money for that which is technically not true because Foster. I mean I don't really carry cash but I have you know the bank card the joint account card we've got credit cards so they know you have money you just don't want to use it and in here it says instead of saying we don't have money to voice it as we're not here for that we're here to buy this for someone or what have you because like if it's like a birthday gift it's like we're here to buy so-and-so a gift we're not here to buy you something or to get that extra whatever it is and i was like you know that makes so much more sense to say rather than i don't have money because that is technically a lie that is not the truth it's, it's pretty much redirect, <laughs> redirecting the the mentality. So mm -hmm. a lot of kids, when they say they want, they 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 look at something, they're saying that they want something, and then therefore they ask me, they ask her, and then what exactly what you're saying that we're not here from that, we're not here for that. So we're going to get what it is that we need because this is what we need. This isn't what we want. Isn't what's number one. What we need is what's number one. And that's what we came here to do, to get all the things that we need. And I think moving forward, even if they're, after we get the things that we need, then we could think about getting the things that you want. And the things that you want as a child are things that you have to earn. So there's a whole, it's a whole thing. Which is hilarious because even as an adult, who isn't the primary money manager, I'm like the co the vice, I'm more like the vice. I'm not even the co. <laughs> I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna be honest. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I'm, okay. I'm more of a vice. I'm not the co. Um, just because it does give me a headache, like, you know, right, right there behind the eye. So <laughs> I'm the co. There's even, okay, all of the bills are paid. My number one question, so how much money do I have left? Because I want to know if I can go get something, if I want to. Not saying that I always do, but if I want to, how much is left now that bills are paid? Because, you know, we take care of first things first, so bills are paid. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Same thing with the kids, you know. We're not here for that. So right now it's, you know, because we're not here for that. We get what we need. Okay, we have time, we have money, we might be able to think about something else. And then we go through the checklist. Did you do what you were supposed to do to earn that something else? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's three to five. Ages three to five. And then so she also has activities for for here. And so they have hmm? So there are three jars, which is hilarious. It's your saving jar, your spending jar, and your like donation to sharing jar. And so the kids, they all have like a physical piggy bank at the at home, at the apartment. And so, you know, their change, their dollars, their whatever goes in there. We haven't split it up. There's, that, would, that would just be too many jars. <laughs> That'd be too much. But they do have that there. And so, you know, this is for saving. This is for sharing. So if someone is in need or you, you want to donate it, you can. And, and then for you to spend. And so your spend is for your little knickknacks that they're just like itching for, so that piece of candy. But then your saving star is, okay, my goal is to save up for one of the girls. I want to get a Barbie doll. So my goal is to save up. Don't, don't disrespect her like that. She wants the American girl Barbie doll and house. I was being general. I wasn't going to put all the business up Yeah, there. it's okay. So, but anyways, you know, I want, you know, that. So obviously it's gonna take, you know, those dolls are not cheap. It's gonna take time, so you have to save. So that jar is not without purpose. It's not just savings for endless savings. It's I'm saving towards this goal to help teach them yeah. how to use the money. Which is true, and in the end, when she reaches that goal, it will go to a bank account and will more than likely purchase it for her. So she still won't be able to spend her own money because we're teaching her the value of once it's gone, it's gone, and you have to wait to get it back. And that's a long wait for you at your age and able to get that $400, $500 back again based upon your savings. So teaching the value of money so that way you clamor onto it and you only release it when you need, not want, when you need to release it. So I think that actually goes for the next one too. The next age group is six to 10, and it's you need to make choices about how money is spent. So this is where you start teaching them money is finite. It you don't just keep getting it, keep getting it, keep getting it right. like oxygen. And so we're no. trying to teach our two nine-year-olds that now. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's like, oh, I want pizza. Do you have money for that? Uh, you have money. And, and that what? is the answer we get. <laughs> I didn't ask about my money. <laughs> you guys have to buy it for us. You're the parents. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Come, Come again? Come again? Yeah. So yeah. Kids are smart. Smart and clever too. They Very are. Very clever. They're smart. But it's, okay, you ask for it. We, we have food at home, so you want to do something extra. So can you afford to do that something extra? And if you do, are you going to be satisfied with the fact that you now no longer have that $35 because not only did you want to get some pizza, but you wanted some chicken wings and you wanted a brownie or um, they said they like the, the breadsticks too. You, 
So you okay with not having that $30, $50 anymore? No. Is normally the answer, okay. Oh, one time it was a yes. And I was like, dang, what if you need that $50 for a gymnastics? That was the response. So I think it clicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's food. It's okay. <laughs> gymnastics, though. Mm, nah. <laughs> yes. Uh, ages 11 to 13. Now, of course, everything gets a little bit more in-depth because as they're older, they can comprehend more. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you save, the faster your money can grow from compound interest. Mm -hmm. So at this point, this is this is where when it comes to, to the age of 13 and above, that's where you can introduce them having their own checking account. So they have their own debit card and you can teach them how to utilize their money that way. As a parent, you can put money in there. As a child, they can put their allowance in there or any birthday money, Christmas money, whatever money that they get. And you teach them from that point on, hey, this is how much money you got. This is how you have to budget. If you go above that budget, then you won't have any more money till next month or two months from now or your next birthday because you spent it all. So I think that's the another great tool uh, we could implement when they reach that age is for them to have their own accounts and they be able to utilize and understand that you got to have a debit card. You got to remember your pen. You got to remember your login. You got to check your account regularly so you know that nobody else is playing with your money. That right. you're the only one taking away from your account for the things that you need and sometimes for the things that you want. Yeah. So this yeah. At this age, you're getting closer into that, you know, the adolescence towards adulthood, you want to switch them from their short-term goals because now they should be able to understand everything doesn't have to be done right now. I don't mm -hmm. need it right now. Yeah. So you're switching from that right now, short-term to long-term long goals. Yeah, and so a lot of the right now things that they may want, it might be better suited that they get them later because you get the right now things and then later comes and it's like, oh, this one's upgraded. This one's better than that. And it should have been, you should have just waited a little while longer. And I think we have to put a lot of onus on ourselves as parents, as uh, guardians, to really um, teach the kids. Huh? This is the oh, next one. To teach the kids about money because the school's dumb. Not anymore. So they never did in my lifetime. They never taught us about money, how to sign a check, write a check, any of those major, major life skills that a lot of us like, ah, oh, they never taught us that in school, but now we need to learn it as adults. It's best to teach them these things now. They don't teach them in school, at least not out here. I've heard of some schools starting to implement financial literacy now, um, and that's more so in the Midwest area, but not not over here from what I heard. So it's upon us as parents and guardians to make sure we are teaching them the value of financial literacy, which is why we wanted to bring this to the table so we can get it to the youth as early as we possibly can so they don't face the struggles we did by making terrible mistakes while we have to pay bills and be like, ah, now I'm late on the bill because I'm without you know, the Disneyland with the friends, or I went out to the club, or whatever the case may be. Excuse me. Right. Ages four, 
16 through 18. Mm, sounds like we get into working years. Yes. You can work 20 hours or less or something like that, according to the law. Yeah. <laughs> when comparing colleges, be sure to consider how much each school would cost. Mm. Okay. So, you know, you you shop around for the best prices on your shoes and your purse and your car. College, uh, you can, you should, not you could, you should shop around for. And I know this one's gonna say, if college is necessary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a difference if, of opinion with that one. Yes, if it is necessary. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if it's necessary, we should we should. So, uh, but even then, it, it is good though to not in the sense price shop, but just understand the area where you're going. Yeah. So things things could cost a little more. Uh, to there might be some out of state fees, the you know, whatever it may be, room and board might be a little bit more expensive. Cost of living might be a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. So wherever they desire to go, and prepare them in a, in a position to where they might have to live off campus, that might for sure put them in a better financial position. So if anything were to come up as a surprise when it comes to being at college, they have the funds to, to pull from to purchase whatever tool, whatever calculator, whatever book, because uh, the scholarship didn't cover it, or whatever the case may be, right. so that the child now can make the decision to go ahead and purchase the supplies and essentials that they need rather than the 100,000 percent onus being upon the parents and the guardians mm -hmm. to push forth and fund fund everything right. which delays our retirement and all that stuff which is not going to happen no it's not um you'll be retiring at the end of the decade yes <laughs> 40 the latest i will be retired anyways listen then <laughs> um, so it just says in here, you know, just even though you're going to be shopping around the colleges, make sure that your child knows that is not the end all be all. Just because this is a really expensive college doesn't mean you shouldn't strive to go there. I mean, money is money and things can be figured out. Unfortunately, yeah. sometimes that includes loans, but. Yeah. Or a computer and a keyboard, so you can get that scholarship. Yes, that's true. I was a scholarship winner, <laughs> so also. So was I, and scholarship loser too. Never that, not me. Never that. Um, but yeah, so they should know that you're shopping around just to see, to get an idea for preparation, not to discourage yourself, mm -hmm. and then also. Um, that although it may be more expensive, depending on what they're going to go to college for, the the amount of money that they'll make after with their degree will be significantly more than those who did not have one. Yeah, depending on the situation. But it's good because this is the age 14 to 18. And even with us and our money and how we manage things and me helping other people, and talking with other people also, it is not hard, it is not difficult for the parent and or parent and working child part-time to reach a 10,000 
$10,000 goal each and every year. So that's 40,000 from the age of 14 mm -hmm. to 18 that you could have saved up. So in actuality, they can really achieve what it is that they want to financially. And then when they get there, put on top of that the scholarships and you can go to the college that you want because you put in the work and that builds a lot of uh, character and uh, self and value in money itself for the for the child so when they get off and they're actually on their own they're not all willy-nilly with it and just imagine if they had been learning all these practices since the age of three and saving money yeah. and then yeah exactly money. even as a parent i mean awesome for those who qualify for a tax return you do get money for having that child so if you put that money aside for your child then imagine all of those years of tax money saved now you're implementing a plan with your child who can work and trying to reach a ten thousand or seven thousand dollar goal a year you're setting them up for success whether they choose to go to college or not they have that they have the money for school or they have the money for the business or the money for the dance school or whatever the case whatever the case may be say they have the money for school or they have the money for their life career choice which will not be on my couch <laughs> <laughs> that's all i have to say about it there you go. preferably school um and then you have ages 18 plus so yes. our age uh you should use huh? a credit card only if only if you can pay the balance off in full each month. Mm -hmm. Which I was know. told know. I was told by my financial advisor. <laughs> the same thing, especially when I started getting credit cards and trying to decrease. Money man. I'm not an advisor, do not have my licenses. Oh, excuse me, financial I'm just a money man. Helper. Just a money. My financial helper. He told me to She's still it. giving another title after I said money. Helper? Just call me Eminem. I'm money not man. calling you that. No. <laughs> financial helper. Oh, Same thing. When we first started, no. Oh. No. When I had that one student credit card. <laughs> oh my God. That was terrible. <laughs> Wait, how one? What? It, that's another thing. Can and they cap you? I never heard of such thing. Can I just say that I I started off my adult life with no credit <laughs> at all, so it was very difficult for a lot of for a lot of things to yeah, happen. Yeah. So. And even that, did you hear that statement? Started credit started with no credit at all. Us as parents, we can put our children on our credit cards. Don't give them the credit card. Don't, don't, don't do that. But the way in which we treat our credit for all of us who are serious about those things, now we add our child on there, they have exceptional credit and credit history because we've learned and we know how to use lines of credit and that helped us, but now we gave our child a great credit start too. So when they're going out and they may be on their own. Like me, I was kind of on my own. I had to figure it out. It's a whole lot easier to get a car at a decent interest rate rather than me when I got my first car was 25%, 22% interest rate. That's ridiculous. So you have those things that you can help 
uh, to prevent your child from uh, from going through. Yeah. So basically, make sure you pay off that balance for your credit card. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Eighteen and older. They, the people watching, y'all know, y'all know the, y'all know the rule when it comes to credit cards. I don't play around. You can't pay it off right then and there. You ain't. You can't afford it. You just can't do it. But I can break it up in pieces. No, because they're charging you interest. So don't do those things. You want the bank to pay you for having that card, not you pay them. And we know what we're talking about. Credit cards have, they have some bonus officers. They got the cash back. Let them pay you. You don't pay them. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You reap all those rewards, all that cash back, mm -hmm. all them travel points, and they get no interest about you. Only thing they got is someone who utilizes their credit card. That should that should all that should own that should be what it is and that's it. You feel better? I feel good. Okay. I feel relieved. <laughs> okay. All that teaching that we did from age three to eighteen, they should be well informed enough. Fifteen years of financial education. Yes, and that can prove them to grow up or be financially literate adults. At a younger age, they're financially independent. That too. They they're not in your pocketbook, but they in their pocketbook. Calling you for financial advice, not for money. I will accept that, and then I'll <laughs> hand you the phone. <laughs> Hold on, you guys, right here. <laughs> and I'll be there. Thank you guys for watching. Oh, I'll be there. So as always, you know where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We are what? Living, Living with, with Flow on or, everything and then Or the Instagram. Hot Seat Podcast. It doesn't matter. It's either one you can find us. Oh really? Oh. Okay. There you go, Hot Seat Podcast or Living with Q Flow. If you want to send us, um, oh wait, wait, wait. If you want to join the village, that's what you want to do. You want to use those to find us, to go ahead and follow, to go ahead and well, follow on the Instagram, like on the YouTube, like on the Facebook, and subscribe to the YouTube, and you will be a part of the village. What is it? Yes. And we have something very, very special in store for you guys. And we want you to enjoy it as much as we will be enjoying it. It's, it's something we're both excited about. And we want to thank you guys because you guys are the reason why we even got this opportunity. So it's, uh, it's, it's on the blessing. way. It's on, on the way. way. It's coming soon. If by the time it re this episode releases is there, you will find it in the, in the description below. Yeah, really. So, if you would like to send us some ideas that you would like to hear about or questions about things so that we can address them. Or join us. You, yes, or join us here with us physically in person in the flesh. You can um, email us at lifewithqflow at gmail.com. Again, that's lifewithq, the letter, F-L-O at gmail.com. Yes, that's good. All right. Very good. Just like we are, we got the quality, we got the flow on up out of here. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Quality?
Yeah. You're a good quality person. Quality and flow? You provide the quality because you're a good quality person. And flow spreads it out to everybody else. You got that quality flow. So you're calling me an introvert? No. <laughs> no. Not, not at all. Hope you enjoyed the bonus credit after after the show. Hopefully it made right. you laugh. Drop the comments. See you guys.